another episode of A Ghost in the Magazine, a super awesome horror movie podcast. So I'm Steph. Hello, I'm Gabe. And I'm Elle. And this week's movie was Prom Night, 1980. And I'm going to be honest, I never saw it before. And I thought it was going to be fine. The movie was not that great, in my opinion. So the premise of the movie is basically there's a group of children. Some of them are playing in like an abandoned hospital. And they're playing this weird, creepy killer game, which, who taught those kids that, first of all? And then there are some kids coming along, they're siblings, and one of them forgets their history books, so they go back, and then one of the little girls decides that, I don't know what she thought she was going to do, she goes in maybe to play, and they basically end up bullying her until she falls out of a window. And then, you know, their family is haunted by her death even years later. Okay, editing L coming back in here. At this point, Steph had asked me to take over the synopsis and I wasn't prepared, so I rambled a lot. So I'm just going to compact all of that now and make my job easier. So where we left off, the children had goaded Robin, the younger sister of the main character, Kim, out the window of this abandoned building. The kids decided, nah, we're not gonna tell any adults. So fast forward to the day of prom for all of these children that are now young adults. And the person who was put away for the murder has escaped and the police officer that is handling the case is concerned that perhaps this psycho killer, quote unquote, is going to come back and cause trouble for the town. So the children that were involved are Wendy, Kelly, Jude, and Nick. All of them get phone calls from a mysterious caller that threatens them except for Nick who does not pick the phone up. As the movie progresses, the young adults are stalked by an unseen masked killer and yeah, the end happens and we will talk about that extensively going forward. So that's the basic synopsis there. I just saved myself a lot of time. I want to start with how this little girl got killed because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me like the game that they're playing. I thought there was one quote unquote killer. It's really hostile hide and seek. And all of a sudden, they literally all turned on this girl and had her up against a wall and just kept yelling at her until she fell out the window. Yeah, you know, when I was a kid, we used to play Manhunt, and I think it was like hide and seek, but like when you found people, they would help you find the other people. But, you know, you weren't yelling kill. <laughs> you just got <laughs> Mm. Yeah, but at some point, didn't they get whatever they were going to get for the first five times they cornered the kid? And then, I don't know, maybe it's adult brain, but they come into a place and there's a window at the end of this room. We all know where this was going. And then the kid falls out of the window. The kid might be fine. I mean, not good, but could survive. And they just fuck off. And then, of course, the window falls out, I guess. And mysteriously, there is a shadow over the body. All of it was kind of a lot to me because what the fuck goes on in this town that these kids were immediately like no we can't tell the police like your children just go get your parents and they were like saying things like oh who's gonna believe it was an accident anybody your kids like yeah if you're playing somewhere you're not supposed to be it's real easy to hurt yourself uh to be fair it was the one girl saying that she didn't want to tell and she just convinced the other kids the other kids i think were wanting to tell and the thing is is that you had like this perfect combination of jude who was just super anxious and and the thing about these characters is they 
they never changed through the whole movie. And then you had Kelly, who was the follower. She just kind of went along with whoever. And then you had Nick, which I don't know what the fuck's wrong with Nick. Nick was just the worst. Yes, I agree. Okay, so how about freaking Slick in his van rolling up to that girl? I forget what her name is. Was that Jude? That's Kelly. Kelly, Kelly is the follower. Yeah, she would she would be the one that would be susceptible to absolute stud like Slick. Though. Oh my gosh. When he <laughs> rolled up, popped the curb and everything, and she's like really flattered. And I just kept <laughs> looking at Gabe and I was like, did, did she really just get in this motherfucker's car? Because <laughs> I wouldn't trust some stranger in a roofie van to get me to school. You know, every part of me was like, oh, hell no. Again, it's this character that she goes along with everything. Path of least resistance. Apparently that van just did it for her though <laughs> I yeah. girl, girlfriend I mean when you I guess when you're like a teenager and you don't know they, anything about anything they had the best time though they really they, did before they got they murdered. got they got stoned and fucked before they got murdered so <laughs> I mean they looked like they were having a good time to be honest, for me, the characters weren't that memorable. Besides Kim and then Wendy. <laughs> but was she like really? The, I liked her character. Oh, okay. And then Wendy, the... Uh, the mean girl. The evil, the evil girl, yeah. The only person's name I remembered was Slick. Because how could you not? He said, they uh, <laughs> call me Slick. He said it several times. He made sure that you knew. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cowboy. <laughs> yeah, my key is Kim, Jamie Lee Curtis, Alex, bro, Wendy, bitchy girl, Kelly, the follower, Jude, missing anxiety. Nick, get the fuck out of here. Mr. Hammond is Kim's dad, the principal, and Mr. McBride is Nick's dad, the cop. I didn't connect the fact that the cop was his dad because I couldn't remember his face. He doesn't have a memorable presence, so I just Mm-mm. kept asking, what is this cop doing here? When he's <laughs> like, oh, I can finally enjoy the prom. Who the fuck are you? Like, yeah, what are yeah. you here? Right, that was a weird <laughs> line anyway. Whose dad is this? Get your dad. I did not know <laughs> he was Nick's dad until now. And I didn't know until I looked at up after I watched the movie so so I want to just talk about Wendy a little bit who is the bitchy girl her behavior is fucking atrocious but look at the way people treat her and it's not just the people that are reacting to her behavior but just everyone in general that fucking Lou guy who is just as much of a piece of shit as she is but the way she dolls herself up and stuff she's looking for validation from people and it's almost sad to me and it's just this self-fulfilling prophecy where she just like keeps being a bitch because she doesn't expect anything from anyone and then nobody gives her anything and it's like teenagers you just want to shake them and be like do something else but she probably would punch me and yeah okay she would punch you and then plot revenge against you I'm just saying it's like shitty people are shitty for a reason a lot of times I don't believe in the idea that anyone is pure evil I think that people are shitty because reasons there's a billion reasons why people are shitty and the problem with this movie is like you said I couldn't really tell the people apart it was really hard to there was like no character definition and there was no arcs in any of them no and it was just frustrating and I hate the idea of like a Mary Sue but that's the way that fucking Kim felt this was the family of people who don't do any moral wrongs and these are all of the people around them that they're just suffering frankly the only characters that I liked were Slick and Kelly yes (laughs) I didn't care for Kim Jamie Lee Curtis especially in like the horror world she's that bitch but it didn't do anything for me it could have been anyone in that role the most magic there was that freaking disco scene and that's not even <laughs> on brand. Her character was very spicy. I liked her uh, her comeback. The only thing that I didn't like about her was the part around the beginning of the movie where Wendy kisses Nick and she just seems like kind of okay with it. I mean, 
what can she do? That whole relationship is fucked. The problem is, is how is this fucking asshole just pursuing this woman, knowing that he killed her sister or was part of what caused her sister to die? And it shows he has these little tinges of guilt, but it's not enough, frankly. It's gross. I'm grossed out by him. That really, really bothered me because I'm like, how can you kiss her and look her in the face? I think Gabe said, like, he would stay away from her forever. Like, (laughs) I would just avoid that entire family. Yeah, right. And I would probably still be close with the people who were involved because you got to keep tabs on them and make sure that, you know, there's no bad blood or whatever. But as far as the family, like, no way. Well, see, that's the other thing about the Nick Wendy thing is he treats her like she's trash, but it's like, you're just as much of a piece of trash as she is. Seriously. Because you went along with it. I hate that he is the sole survivor of the group. Miss Anxiety or Miss Follower deserved to live way more than he did. Yeah, they did. Especially the one who had the date and they were like banging in the locker room. They weren't banging. They were pre-bang. <laughs> pre-bang. <laughs> in the locker room. And that scene was really upsetting to me because yeah. why are you doing it at school? It's yucky. There's cooties in that locker room. <laughs> Anybody could have walked in. Locker rooms are not a sexy place. I don't care how many movies they put stuff like it's, that in. It's not. It's so fucking gross. There's like ringworm and shit in locker rooms. Come on. Right. A little <laughs> what athlete's foot, a little fungus yeah. among us. Like nah. <laughs> <laughs> And she's a virgin. Protect her. Take care of her. It should be special if she wants it. So she's telling him <laughs> no. And he gets super offensive. And I'll never understand that. He's like, what are you? Like a little princess or whatever he said. And then he left her there, titties out. And just abandoned her. And I was... Can we talk about how he looked like a fucking Bay City roller on top of it? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> And you can tell he thinks he's hot shit. Hard pass on that one. Okay, before prop, let's roll it back. We see that Alex is willing to put everything on the line to defend what's left of his family. And also the way that his dad excused it without looking into it. And yeah, I get that it was justified and it was the kid that he was having problems with, but he didn't even like ask Alex what happened. He was like, get out of here. So it makes me think that maybe he's coddling him because of the, the trauma of losing his sister. But I feel like he's grown up without seeing any real consequences for bad behavior. On top of it, he sees that these kids never had any consequences. So he's willing to fight and he doesn't see the real life consequences of things. So... That's where I see it as being the clue that this is who the killer is. I, however, didn't see that coming because probably I was just really frustrated with the movie in general. And they did this close-up of him with his mask on and I was like, it's a girl. It's the eyelashes. And he's got like dainty hands. He's a pretty guy. It's okay. Yeah, he is. I like pretty guys, but not like weird 70s guys that kill people. But anyway, not going to get hung up on that. To be fair to the movie, I did like that they threw a bunch of different possible killers out in front of us. And it was something that came back to that family at the end. The writing was very neat in that aspect. The character development was shit. So the whole prom was weird. To be fair, I only went to my junior prom. For my senior prom, I went to go see Paramore instead. But isn't it weird to have like a freaking rehearsal for the prom king and queen like it's a wedding? 
no fucking idea because mm-hmm. I went to no proms. Oh, Gabe? I didn't go to any proms either, so I don't know. So we're not prom experts here. Should we really even be talking about prom night? I think it's weird because in every movie I've seen where prom is a thing, they don't know ahead of time who's the prom king and queen. Oh, that's a good point. Like it's announced at the dance. But then again, and this is the only one I've seen where they have like a full... First of all, a disco floor, as they say repeatedly, it is a disco floor. And when Kim looked at Nick and said, let's show them what we can do, I got mad. Like, girls just want to have fun, footloose vibes. And then they bust out into this choreographed dance, and I got tired. Yeah, such a great scene. I mean, it was funny. They looked like they were having a really good time. I will say this. I felt like that scene went on for a lot longer than it should have. Yeah. True. It just felt like a different type of movie. You forget that there's a murderer on the loose. Yeah, but I feel like the murderer wasn't even doing very much. Not that I'm saying I want people to be murdered. Well, I want to go back to Lou for a second because, yeah, he just got away with a lot of stuff. It felt very Carrie to me that Wendy would, like, plot with him to make something happy. I feel like she's a smart, resourceful girl. She didn't need to go to him, and I don't know why she trusted him to, like, not be a pig. She's obsessed with this other guy, too. She's looking for validation. I know you're pro-Wendy. I'm not really pro-Wendy. I just feel like there was more development there. I I think I hate that all of these characters are so 2D. Yeah. And I also yeah. hate that she was the one that they tried to, like, pin all of the shit on. I personally hated Nick more than any of them, so. You mean more than any character or any of the group? Group. Okay, cool. Because I'm like, Lou still exists. Yeah, no, Lou can yeah, fuck off. Lou's I would launch Lou into the sun. And we were talking earlier about that guy leaving the girl in the locker room. When they were making out, he literally licked her whole neck. Did you know? <laughs> yeah. So all that was messy. And then literally the last notes I have are that Slick is kind of the shit. Like, he's got a hollowed out history book full of joint. He's just having a good time. That murder scene, I think, was the most entertaining part of the whole movie because he like rips the doors open and when he's stabbing the girl he's jumping up and down like making weird noises that was a crazy scene i really thought he was gonna get away i enjoyed the line sit on it ape which uh... oh yeah (laughs) i did too i was like i'm gonna start using that and then the last note i have is that the scene where nick is fighting the killer almost gave me a seizure I hated the way that looked, like the flashing strobing lights. It was really hard to watch, and I wish they had done that differently. I think that they were trying to communicate a kind of confusion, which I get, but it was overblown. It was confused enough as it was. She's realizing, like... She's realizing it's her brother in that scene and everything else, and it's all happening really fast, and she's trying to defend this piece of shit who she should have just let him fucking axe. I didn't understand her going back for him. I feel like they haven't been dating for that long. And maybe that's rude as fuck, but like, save yourself for this. <laughs> no. Just and get it seemed that there. they were together out of convenience because they were the prom king and queen. It did feel that way. If you murder <laughs> someone, do not date their siblings. Yeah. I mean, it, that's just common courtesy. So, like, the ending still confuses me. After the brother Alex is walking out, he still has his mask on. Kim is yelling, don't shoot. And then she grabs him. And I don't know what she said to him, but it sounded like he said, I killed her. And what I was waiting for was that it was going to show that she lived from the fall. And that for some reason, he took the glass and slit her throat. Oh. 
Well, because he said I killed her, so I was waiting to oh, see that. And then... Yeah, I too, and I wasn't sure, like, if he blamed himself. Yeah, I think that's what it was supposed to be, that he blames himself. I but thought he meant, silly. like, literally. The but parents never ended. came back. They disappeared during the prom and never came back. Oh, what were, were they... they doing? I don't know. Maybe we don't want to know. I felt like it left that hole open, too. This movie was just it was just completely weird. I don't think it was all that deep, so I feel like it could have easily been like the writers forgot the parents existed. They were trying to wrap up the movie. <laughs> That's not yeah. super hard to believe. Yeah, this movie wasn't really like a memorable one besides little scenes here and there. There's just so many times they could have made it better and it was disappointing. I wish we would have watched the remake. The remake is better than this one, from what I can remember. I have a little fact that I found looking into the movie. The soundtrack was a uh, spoof. They had an original disco soundtrack, and then they realized they couldn't afford the licensing, so th- they had somebody just like compose a bunch of spoof songs. But they were so close to the original songs that they got, they got sued. Away. Yeah, <laughs> uh... kind of, like sets the tone for the movie. Yep. <laughs> So close. They're trying to be a good movie, but... Mm, Yeah, but no cigar. I did see that it got a bad review from Gene Siskel. He said it was a watered-down cross between Carrie and Halloween. I literally thought the same thing. It kind of reminds me of, uh, like, Dollman versus Demonic Face. (laughs) You're bringing up my boy! Bringing up my boy, Brick Bardo! Hot Grandpa (laughs) Highcock! Freaking Brick Bardo! Well, because they were like, we like this movie. We like this movie. Let's put them together and make Baby Oopsie Daisy. And it was trash. Absolute trash. Like, But I loved it. That's the difference is I fucking loved it. I didn't like this one. I would literally watch that movie over this one any day. Same. Next week's movie is Post on Shudder. I've heard a lot of really good things about it. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at GITM Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WitchXPudding. At Nocturnical. At Gay Cool. 